today at Kayla's Church, we're talking about why people of hope are discontent. I don't like the way that sounds. Can we do it again? Are you discontent? Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jiva, And I'm Amrita. Kalos Church means beautiful in Greek. Our hope is that you'd experience the beauty of Jesus Christ today. If you'd like to get content like this every week, please hit like and subscribe and click the link to join a house gathering today. Yes, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. And before Pastor Pradeepan preaches a great message today, we want to share some good news mm -hmm. with you. Every week we spend time together as a church without meeting in person, but online we are in this Facebook group. We would love for you to join us as mm -hmm. well. We share prayer requests. We celebrate with one mm -hmm. another. And I want to share that we had yesterday an incredible Christmas outreach. If you don't yeah. know, we just, our church, we wanted to be a blessing to our community. So what we did is we set up a way for people to be able to stay in their car mm -hmm. and get a photo with Santa. And then we emailed all those families their photos. And it was so fun. Yeah. We had 50 volunteers. We had people dressed up in all kinds of elves and Santa. It, we, it was so great. So I just want to thank you, Kalos yes. Church, for getting behind reaching our community and being such a blessing. Mm -hmm. This year, more than ever, I think we need some Christmas cheer. Yes. So it was just Ooh, really nine five. All right. Wow. <laughs> it was so fun. What a hugely successful win nice. it was. But we also want to pray together as a church. Mm -hmm. We believe that God answers prayer. And you know what? One of the things that we're realizing is that this time has been very difficult on marriages. Mm -hmm. And maybe you are someone that is struggling in your marriage, and sometimes it can feel like a shameful, embarrassing issue to talk about or go through. But we know that the finances have brought stress on marriages, that being home and working mm -hmm. and with kids, I mean, there's just so much just unexpected, not being able to plan for the future. This puts a lot of stress on couples yeah. and on marriages. Yeah. And so today, we want to lift up marriages. We believe that God loves marriage and he wants to see them last. So let's pray together. Mm. Father, we thank you so much mm -hmm. that you are the God that created covenant with you and with one another. Mm. And Lord, I pray right now for all the marriages, God, that may be going through stress and difficulty, yeah. maybe a darker time than what a marriage has ever faced, in, mm. faced before. So Father, I just pray that Lord, you would rest your grace on the couples that are needing greater patience with one another, the ability to communicate with one another, to get on the same page and the same team again. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray for apologies and forgiveness. Lord, I pray for humility. God, I pray that marriages in this time, Lord God, would find restoration, healing, and hope. In the name of Jesus, we're praying for all of those who are needing this prayer. Every marriage that is needing your intervention, I ask right now, God, that you would touch them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, without further ado, we're going to hear a great message from Pastor Pradeepan. Well, I'm excited to preach today because we are talking about 
Christmas. And before we get into the scriptures, I just want to say thank you so much, everybody, for giving to the Legacy Offering. Yeah. Money's still coming in. If you want to give, please feel welcome to do so. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But it's just amazing. And we're going to announce the amount when we get it all in. So thank you for being generous. We're going to take a huge step forward with that. And so today we are talking about why people of hope are discontent. Mm. We have longing, we have yearnings, and I want to see if you can relate to this scripture found in Psalm 63. Let's read it. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Oh, this scripture, how I resonate with how my whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water, especially as we end this year and we hope for a better 2021. Yeah. In my heart, I'm thinking 2021 can't get here fast enough. Mm. Amen. Amen. You know, I feel like I'm with my kids with this symbol and this face mask where for 2021, I'm saying all done. And, you know, I've been having these feelings like every month, if you remember in January and February and the early times where we thought things were so crazy, we kept on saying this phrase like, well, this year is off to a rough start and things can't get much worse. And then another month would come in, something crazy would happen. And I, I've just been kind of feeling like as soon as we get through a month, it feels like something bad happens and I'm like, all right, I'm just ready for January 2021 to start because it feels like it'll be a clean slate. And I've been in my heart wondering what's going to happen in December. It's like the season finale of yeah. this year. Yeah. And lo and behold, we see that Mario Lopez is coming out with a movie <laughs> called A Recipe for Seduction. This was not on my 2020 bingo card. I had no idea that the guy from Save from the Bell, Saved by the Bell, would come out with a Colonel Sanders KFC finger licking good movie but here <laughs> here we are just when we thought things couldn't get worse they do and so i i have a statement in my heart and maybe you're with me in this but here it is 2021 will be my year amen come on, come on let's say that all at the same time 2021 will be my year amen <laughs> you know as i've been thinking about month after month getting crazy and just like when you thought things would resolve and get better, uh, something else comes along and you're like, oh my goodness, another month, February, March. It kind of reminds me of this thing I learned about this year called the shepherd tone. The shepherd tone is a musical uh, reality where on a scale, you will find that the pitch increases and all my music people are gonna be like, you were totally butchering this definition, <laughs> but you'll find that pitch is always increasing and you're waiting for it to stop increasing but sneakily on the low end, a new progression will start. So it's always going up. You want to try doing a shepherd's tone? So when I reach a high point, you start at that point at an octave lower. We did not rehearse this. So watch this. See, we can literally do this forever. Well done, Ramita. <laughs> and it never ends. It feels like it's escalating and escalating, and it's got to end some point. And we feel the anticipation. We feel the yearning and the longing for it to end, but it, it never comes. 
That's the beauty of the shepherd tone. And that's what it feels like 2020 is, amen? Yeah. It feels like this is never going to end. And the shepherd's tone creates this dink discontent because you feel like it's almost done. It's almost done. Yeah. It's almost done. And that almost makes you feel a little bit more like pressure. Yeah. And as we near 2021, maybe you're aware of your longing. Maybe you're becoming a little bit more aware of the things that you're really, really hoping for. And it's making you feel uncomfortable. Some of us right now, if we're, we're honest, we're longing for financial security. Yeah. We're longing for that stimulus check. Please come. We're, we're longing for safety. And that's manifesting in us just hoping that the vaccine will come so that we can be safe. We can have health. Some of us are longing for, for family to be normal again, you know, with travel plans changing and Thanksgiving maybe wasn't what you wanted it to be. And now Christmas, you're like, ah, this just doesn't feel right. There's this yearning, a longing. Right now in the holidays, some of us are really just hoping for a relationship, that special someone. Even as we prayed for marriages just a moment ago, you're like, hey, I'm not married. <laughs> like, I really wish I was in a relationship. I wish I was engaged. I wish I, I had children. I wish I had grown children. I wish I had grandchildren. We're all longing for things. And you know, some of us, it's not even for us personally. We're just longing for true justice for the whole world. We're, we're, we're longing for things to be equal around the globe. We're longing for a better world. And it feels like in this year, we have these yearnings that are coming to the light. We're longing for purpose, a job we actually like. We're longing to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And in the midst of all these intense feelings, I don't know. We're all supposed to suddenly feel the Christmas spirit mm. just because it's December. Mm. And we're supposed to be like singing, you know, joyful carols and mm. eating cookies and having these smiles. And I, I don't know. But sometimes it's hard for me to get in the Christmas spirit. Mm. It's hard for me to feel all those things. But, you know, if you're feeling any of that yearning, that longing, if you're finding yourself even having a hard time getting in the Christmas spirit, actually, I think this is the perfect opportunity for all of us to practice something that the church has done for like 1500 years, something called Advent. Mm. And Advent is a season that we're in actually right now. And it's a season all about longing and emptiness and waiting. It's a season set aside to help us realize that we need deliverance mm. from our current condition. Mm. And so, so what is Advent? Let's talk about it right now. Mm. Advent is when the remembered joy of Christ's first arrival awakens the anticipated joy of his second arrival. Advent literally means in Latin coming or ar arrival. Mm -hmm. And you might you might have seen, you know, people with candles where they they light it like as the weeks get closer to Christmas or we we actually just ordered a, a chocolate thing where we can yeah. eat chocolate every day. I love that kind of calendar. <laughs> and you're just kind of getting ready for the arrival of Christ. And this wasn't always associated with um just Christmas. Uh, it was actually waiting and longing for Christ to come back in what is called the second coming of Christ. Because as followers of Jesus, as Christians, we believe that 2,020 years ago, Christ came to the earth. Mm. In fact, that's what Emmanuel means. Pastor Amitha sang about that last week. Yeah. Emmanuel means God is with us. Yeah. And so we believe Christ mm. came to the earth. Christ has come. And we believe that he lived a perfect life, but he was executed as a murderer. And Christ died on the cross, absorbing the sin of the world upon himself. But he didn't let that defeat him. In fact, he overcame death by resurrecting. And so we believe that Christ is risen. 
But it doesn't end there. The Christian story doesn't end there. We believe as Christians that Christ will come again. So what do we believe? We believe Christ has come. Christ has died. Christ has risen and Christ will come again. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love this because it gives us a time to remember that Christ came to the earth during the Christmas time, mm -hmm. the season 2020 years ago. But it also helps us to anticipate his future coming. Mm -hmm. And it, it builds tension. It builds this anticipation. And uh, I, I was talking with Andrew Jennings and Maritha too the other week. And he has this really weird family tradition. I don't know if the rest <laughs> of his family does it, but he does it. He, he loves waiting in between the main meal mm -hmm. and dessert. Mm -hmm. And we asked him, how long do you like to wait between the meal and dessert? And he said, well, a minimum, a minimum of two hours. <laughs> We're like, two hours? <laughs> like if you ate breakfast <laughs> at 9.30, you wouldn't be ready for the dessert, your breakfast dessert. Does anybody eat breakfast dessert <laughs> until 11.30? All right, let's use another example. Yeah. If you ate dinner. Pizza. <laughs> pizza <laughs> not breakfast pizza if you ate dinner at seven o'clock you wouldn't be ready for dessert until 9 30 wow that's great and that was a minimum he's yeah. willing to go longer <laughs> and he's just like ah oh, you know you eat your meal and then you let it sit then you can transition to the the living room and it just makes that dessert and that whole experience so much sweeter well i i made fun of him for a couple of hours not not exaggerating <laughs> In the time it would have taken him to get a dessert prepared. I made fun of him <laughs> through that whole, whole time. He has really consolidated the spirit of Advent. Mm. It's this whole idea that Jesus came and we long for him to come again. And uh, there is a transition. And the waiting awakens more joy. Mm. The anticipation of Jesus coming again is sweet because we know what we're anticipating what is coming is even sweeter. Mm. And we don't know when the second coming of Jesus is, mm. but as Christians, we joyfully anticipate it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Advent mm -hmm. is all about. We're waiting for him to come. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for the arrival of Jesus to come. Yeah. And, and, and mm. it creates some feelings inside of us because we know that things are going to get better. Because we've had a foretaste of Christ's first arrival, it, it creates a discontent inside of us because mm -hmm. we know that things can get better. We know that when we come face to face with Jesus, it's going to make everything better. And so the second thing I want to share is this reality. And I hope this is encouraging for you. I know it is for me. It's mm -hmm. this. Hope lives with holy discontent. Mm -hmm. Hope lives with holy discontent. Romans 8 says this. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see... We wait for it with patience. Mm. Have you ever felt bad for not being okay with things as they are? Mm. Well, hope requires that we're not okay with things as they are. Mm. Hope requires that we believe that the future will get better. As Christians, we believe we go from glory to glory. So that means right now we're not walking in the full glory of that glory we're walking into. As Christians, we, we know the end of the story. And so we really believe sincerely that the best is yet to come. Yeah. So that means we know that the fullness of the best isn't here today. Mm. And that's what hope is all about. Hope acknowledges that things are not as they could be, mm. but things will get better. And we're confident in that. Advent is all about getting in touch with our longing, acknowledging our lack, and risking the vulnerability of hope. Mm. 
Yeah. Romans 8 says it like this, continuing in the Living Bible Translation. And even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, also grown to be released from pain and suffering. We too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies he has promised us, bodies that will never be sick again and will never die. We are saved by trusting. And trusting means looking forward to getting something we don't yet have. For a man who already has something doesn't need to hope and trust that he will get it. But if we must keep trusting God for something that hasn't happened yet, it teaches us to wait patiently and confidently. I am not happy with things as they are, but I am confident mm. that things will get better with Christ. Otherwise, let's be honest, if I didn't think things would get better, I would not have it in me to fight for justice in this earth. Right. It feels like a losing battle at some times. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed with the state of the world, I'm like, where do we even begin? But then I remember Christ has come mm. and Christ will come again. Right. I've read the end of the book and I know that we win. When I think about racism, when I think about the lack of health care people have, when I think about the issues of poverty, when I think about sex trafficking, I'm like, how are we ever going to overcome this? But then I remember, no, Christ came. Mm -hmm. He achieved victory on the cross and he didn't end the story there. He will come again. And just like the dawning of a sunrise, we know that the days will get brighter and brighter on the other side of Jesus on the cross and resurrecting and overcoming death. It's this hope that gives me the will to fight. It's this hope that gives me confidence that we are part of the winning team for those of us who partner with advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I love this quote by Greg Boyd. We naturally long for and hope for love that is beyond what we experience in our mundane lives, for something beyond us. During the season of Advent, we remember this longing and put our hope in the fact that God has come in Christ. If our creator is in fact like this, a God who came to us as a baby and then died a hellish death out of love for those who were killing him, then we begin to understand why we are like we are. Our hope-filled dreams of love outrun anything we find in the world, and now we can understand why. We dream beyond the world because we are made for someone beyond this world. We are created by God and for God. And as Augustine said, our hearts cannot rest until they rest in God. We are created to love and be loved by a God who is from eternity to eternity, perfect, unsurpassable, incomprehensible, infinite love. Wow, I love mm. that quote. And so things are not as they could be. And we go from glory to glory and the best is yet to come. And so that means what we have right now is not perfect. And yes, we are grateful and we've learned how to be content in all things, but we still yearn for the kingdom to come in right. its fullness. Yeah. I have learned to be content in all things while still yearning for the kingdom of God to come. And so it's this foretaste that awakens a hunger mm. and we press on. And I just want to be frank. I long for Jesus. Mm. I ache to experience the fullness of Jesus Christ. I so desperately wish I could just see Jesus face to face. I wish desperately I could audibly hear his voice. I, I feel like it would just fill my soul and fill my body in ways that it's not being filled. I feel like, yes, things are going 
great. And I still am excited by the word. I'm still excited by my relationship with God. I still love to pray and, and worship, but I know that things are not as they will be one day. I just yearn for that, that, that time where there's no barrier between us and God, where we can just be, mm-hmm. where we can just be together. And I, I know in this world, things are crazy and we long for true justice. We long for true peace and security. We long for true relationships. We, we long for our families to walk into forgiveness and reconciliation. We long to be achieving our full purpose and, and that our anxieties and insecurities and the, the addictions that we're facing will be gone forever. The things that are tearing us down and holding us back We know that things can be better. And that aching is the spirit of Advent. Lord Jesus, we want you. My soul longs for you. I thirst for you like I'm in a dry and parched, weary land. Jesus, we want you. Jesus, we're desperate for you. Even right now, do you you feel the spirit of Advent cultivating in your heart? Lord, we want you. You are the best, and we are so excited. First Peter 1 Peter 1.8, it's this verse that I, I love so much. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him, now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Mm. We as Christians, we know that joy is not just a, you know, a, a thing that we may or may not have. And peace is not a thing that is a gamble. And in the same way, hope is a guarantee in Christ. And even now I pray, may the God of hope fill you with hope. May the God of hope fill you fill you with the strength to be vulnerable, to believe that things can get better. That we would be a people that say, hey, get your hopes up. Get your hopes up that God will come through, that Christ has come and he will come again. Because hope is not a probability. It's not just a possibility. Hope is a person, Mm. and his name is Jesus Christ, and he's coming again. Amen. 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 And the the third thing I I just want to prepare us for is this, Mm. and it's simple, but I I want to ask you this question. Are you ready for Christmas? Mm. Are you ready for Christmas? Some of us are like, what? As as soon as Thanksgiving is over, I'm ready for Christmas. I mean, too early to decorate for Christmas? You don't know me, right? Yeah. I, I, I love this meme. This guy uh, just celebrated Thanksgiving and now is already looking at Santa, getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> and uh, this person has, has figured it out, you know, in this meme. It's never too early to get ready for Christmas if you never take down your Christmas decorations. Nice. You know, amen, amen. We set up for Christmas <laughs> earlier than we've ever set up before. Mm. I think 2020 is made us feel like let's just get some christmas cheer yeah you know i i heard people listening to christmas music like on halloween yeah like people are like this year is crazy i am just getting ready for christmas right now i'm going to celebrate it right now but i i i want to ask you even on on a spiritual level though are are you ready for christmas because Mm. this whole idea of advent advent is the four weeks leading up to christmas and like we've talked about like the church has celebrated this for like 1500 years, but it wasn't always just getting ready for like presents and uh, Christmas trees and eggnog. It was a time where we prepare to receive Jesus mm. into our hearts 
in our homes. Mm -hmm. Like, are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for an encounter with Jesus mm -hmm. this Christmas? Are you ready for his spirit to, to invade your home? Mm -hmm. I mean, because more important than getting our, our lights up and our, you know, our eggnog ready, Christmas and Advent is about Jesus. And another way I want to ask you this, and this is kind of intense, especially for a Christmas message, but mm -hmm. I want you to imagine this in your heart. If you were going to meet Jesus on December 25th, how would you live your life differently? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Because we don't know when Jesus is coming, and we don't know when we're going to meet him face to face. It might be when he comes back for the, the whole world to, to, to really restore all things, all of the universe to his will. But we also might meet Jesus when we die. If you knew, if you knew, mm. if I knew, if we knew we were going to meet Jesus Christ because we were going to die on December 25th, how would you live differently now? How would you prepare your heart for Jesus through that encounter? Would you forgive that person? Would you follow his will? Would you steward that gift? Would you walk in obedience to that thing he spoke to you in your youth or in your heart? How would you prepare to meet Jesus face to face if you knew you were going to die on December 25th? And that is the spirit of getting ready for the arrival of Jesus to come. Because mm. we want to we meet him. And if you're, if you're sick of Christmas on December 25th mm. because of all the parties and all the music, you've really missed out on Advent. Advent, this time getting ready for December 25th, Advent is designed to cultivate the Christmas spirit. And see, so even right now, I, I, I want to challenge you. Would you, would you cultivate mm. this longing for Jesus? Mm. Would you even write down, maybe this week, longings that you have mm -hmm. deep in your heart and, and, and bring them to Jesus and, and just tell him, Jesus, I'm so excited for you mm -hmm. to enter my heart, my house, to enter our world. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I bring my longings to you and I just want to express, Lord, I, I want you. And even if I, I don't want you right now, Jesus, would you help me to want you? Mm -hmm. Jesus, would you help me to have a hunger and a passion for you? Jesus, I want to want you. In this Advent season, would you do that? And I, I, I want to close with this, this amazing lyric by Charles Wesley. And it, it kind of expresses these longings I have as we get ready for this Christmas season. Let's read them right now. Come thou, long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation. Hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart, born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring by thy own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone by thine all-sufficient merit. Raise us to thy glorious throne. Let's pray. Dear Father, we long for you. We ache for you. Oh, Jesus, we want you. We cry out for you in this Advent season. Lord, I just pray that we as a community would be a community that says we are all about Jesus. Yeah. Christmas is not just about presents. It's not just about parties. It's not just about Zoom meetings. It's not just about lights. Those things are all great, and they're awesome, and they help us celebrate. But Jesus, you are the reason for the season, and we long for you. We know that you are the only one who can truly satisfy the deepest yearnings of our heart.
God. So right now, we come to you and ask you to enter our hearts and our homes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 Well, Kalos, thank you so much for joining us in this message. And I'm so excited for all of us to have more and more encounters with Jesus. He truly will satisfy our soul. And before we transition, I want to give you a moment to surrender your life to Jesus, to open up your heart so that he can truly satisfy you. If you'd like to invite Jesus into your heart right now, I'd love for you to join me in a prayer that we're all going to pray out loud. And just maybe it's the first time, maybe it's the second time, maybe it's a recommitment. But from the depths of your heart, why don't we all just pray this to Jesus? Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for praying that prayer with us. And if you give your life to Jesus, especially for the first time, we want to make sure you're not alone on this journey of following Jesus. So please text the number on the screen and we will connect with you. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you for such an incredible message, man. That just got my heart so ready for Christmas. You know, if you know somebody that could use an encouraging message Mm -hmm. like this, we encourage you to share this on your social media Mm -hmm. and uh, bring people into this Advent season Mm -hmm. with you. Well, we are going to continue our worship service and we want you to know that you can give right here at Kalos Church with your tithes and your offerings. And we believe that this is a way to worship God as well as with a message and with song, which we're going to hear after the message. And Mm -hmm. I want you to know that Kalos Church is committed to life change. We believe that Jesus is in the business of changing lives. Mm -hmm. So let's hear this incredible message or incredible testimony of how God has touched a person's life. Hi, Kalos. My name is John Heddles, and I just wanted to share a little bit about the power of community. So my wife Natalie and I started coming to Kalos last summer, um, and at that time I was in a season of some really intense anxiety uh, and even panic attacks. Um, And so we were looking for a new church, and we checked out Kalos, and immediately we just felt at home. Uh, We were so impressed by how welcoming it was, uh, how community-focused it was, and just how obvious uh, it was that people really cared about each other. Um, So we started checking out small groups. Uh, We went to a financial peace small group last fall um, and just found great friendship in the people in that group. Um, And I was even able to purchase a car from someone in that group, which was a huge blessing. Um, I've also been able to get involved in the kids ministry at Kalos, uh, which has been so much fun um, and just uh, very life-giving to me. Um, I was able to do uh, virtual games small group last spring, um, which was a ton of fun as someone who's very into games. um, And I got to meet a lot of fun new people through that. Um, And just in the last couple weeks, Natalie and I have been able to start going to a house gathering. Um, and that has been so life-giving um, and just really, really great to connect with people again after, um, you know, not being at physical church for so long. Um, and so I really, really encourage you um, to just get plugged in in some way in Kalos, uh, whether that's a house gathering or a virtual small group or a meet and greet, um, whatever it looks like. Um, just find people um, and find community um, here at Kalos because it's brought me, helped brought, bring me out of a really dark season 
um, into a much better place now. And uh, I'm just really thankful for uh, the community I found here at Kalos. Wow, what yeah. an incredible testimony. Thank you so much for sharing. I love what God is doing mm -hmm. in people's lives. Well, before we go, I want to share just a few announcements with you. So listen really closely. Mm -hmm. First of all, you can come to a house gathering. We still are having them every week. You can join uh, one by clicking on the link right here. And next week is our international Christmas service. It's still going to be online, mm -hmm. but we've got people coming to read the Christmas story. Yeah. And they're going to be a lot of different languages. We've got Mandarin, we've got Thai, we've got wow. Korean. I mean, it's going to be really That's special. Cool. This is our second annual International Christmas at Kalos Church. We're so excited to share it with you. Don't forget to join us next week. And the following week, December 27th, we are taking one week completely off as a church. Mm -hmm. So we will not be having services, nothing online uh, on December 27th. But right after the new year, you can join us mm -hmm. again. In fact, in January, we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting January 4th. So we're going to give you more information about that, but we just encourage you to get ready to fast and pray as we head into this incredible new year. Tonight, don't forget that we have our meet and greet. You can go yeah. ahead and click the link. We would love to spend time with you. If you're interested in Kalos Church, maybe you would love to meet us in person. We are super safe when we meet you, and we would love to hear your story and mm -hmm. share with you more about the story of Kalos Church as well. So glad you joined yes. us today. Let me bless you before you go. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance by heavenly stone, Messiah still and all alone. Oh, praise the
shall return in robes of white. The blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints. My gaze trans. 